When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for the Practice Report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. That is Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. And if last week everything was dominated by a discussion about the defense, there's some of that left over for Ohio State as they get ready for Akron. But primarily, uh, well, a lot of questions about the turf, which uh, I didn't anticipate. But a lot it's of gonna, turf talk. It's going to be replaced next year for those who are curious. Uh, it's at the end of its eight-year life cycle, and that will be replaced. So that was some major major news for Ohio State. And the other part, which we'll probably be talking about a lot more than just today, uh, is the quarterback situation. Is your shoulder okay, Tim? No, my shoulder's okay. I can still type. All right, well, Ohio State. Just not, I just can't type as much as I used to. <laughs> well, that's fine, because we've got a roll for you anyway. Well, this one is a little tight. Yeah, thank um, you. C.J. Stroud going to practice, going to most likely start again. Ohio State not planning to rest that shoulder as he's dealing with Physical pain, Spencer, and growing pains, and Ohio State trying to work through both of that, and they think that the option forward with him right now is to play through it. You can work through growing pains, but at some point the physical pain outweighs the growing pain, and Ryan Day made a decision that this team has the highest ceiling with a healthy C.J. Stroud in the fall, and in during, during training camp, during spring practice. Right now, C.J. Stroud is not 100%, and so now they have to make the determination of, you need to get through those growing pains, but does a 70, 80% C.J. Stroud still have the highest ceiling for this offense possible? And I think that is a... I don't know if it's 70, but go ahead, though. I, I think you're, that is a you're really... You're with the mic. Go ahead. That is a really, really tough balancing act to do of saying, okay, this is the guy we chose because he's the best of the bunch that we have. At the same time, is him not being 100% still the best of the bunch? It's a really, it's a really tough call right now. Yeah, I think it, like we debated this on my uh, podcast this week. Uh, you, what kind of like really injury is it? Because on the one minute he's standing there watching these guys throw and throw and throw and throw, and you're going, okay. And then all of a sudden he jumps there and throws a couple of passes. Look like he warmed up five, you know, for been forming up for ten minutes. You're going, he looks okay. And like we we're talking about, it, it may be just one of those things, just right at that point of release where there's a little bit of a ping, so to speak, but you can play through it, play play past it. That has to be. We have to be close to the idea of what he's dealing with. Uh, but, you know, I, was, I talked to the Upper Arlington Rotary Club. Uh, I had to sneak out and go to that uh, today, and, uh, and that was one of their questions. You know, one of the deals was, what's, what's up with C.J. Stroud's right shoulder? Because yeah. uh, it's so strange because you've, you've talked about this. We're sitting there in the press box. Uh, awesome. Excuse me. This is another podcast. Austin. <laughs> uh, one minute he's overthrowing guys. Next minute he's hitting Garrett Wilson on a dead run in the back of the end zone. Uh, in stride, puts it in stride to Chris Olave on a pass that got called back because of a penalty. And you're going, what is this? What, what are we really looking at? I think we're looking at a pain tolerance kind of thing. Yeah, and so. Or a pain tolerance kind of I, thing. I asked Ryan Day about that specifically to yeah. try and get a better feel. And look, we know what the injury policy is for Ohio State, know how, how much information he may or may not provide about that. But I, I said, well, do you think that it's more of the growing pains or more of the shoulder pain. And I, I could have anticipated the answer. It's a little bit of both. And that's what's complicating a bunch of the stuff that Spencer's talking about yeah. with the other factors. Does it, 
you know, wreck the future confidence of C.J. Stroud if Kyle McCord goes out and plays really well uh, as a backup against Akron? Does, uh, if, there, is there, if there's no risk of him further damaging the shoulder, maybe it doesn't make sense to hold him out. Uh, maybe one week resting it doesn't magically make him better. I, yeah. All of these things are for they're, they're questions for the training staff. They're questions for C.J. Stroud with the pain tolerance that you're talking about. He says he's well enough to play, and he is playing, and he doesn't want to give up a spot. That's why he, he's got the, that alpha role. He yeah. took the starting quarterback job. That's how he won it, by, by showing his team that he would battle for them. You have the coaching staff. You have you know, Corey Dennis, Kevin Wilson, and Ryan Day sitting down to say, is Kyle McCord ready for this? Is Jack Miller ready for this? You have all of these factors that are playing out. As what we talked about with the defense. It's never as easy as one thing or never as simple as just putting Kyle McCord out there and then the next week against Rutgers, it's going to be fine. They're making decisions for, yeah. for the long-term future of the program and the long-term interest of C.J. Stroud, and it's hard to do that when you're just focused on one particular week. When you go through certain injuries, like you're almost numb to an injury when you go really fast and you're almost numb to it when you're just doing like little things, but that intermediate part – you know, if, like a, it's kind of like a sprained ankle, I think. Like, you know, when you're just trying to jog, a sprained ankle really hurts. Yeah. When you're trying to throw an intermediate pass, I wonder if that's where the struggles are because that's where we see the overthrows. That's where we see the the completion percentage go down is in that intermediate. He looks really good on those deep balls. We've seen it plenty of times. Like, when he throws a deep ball in practice, it is beautiful. Yeah. When he, and he's hitting guys on screen passes. It doesn't seem to be an issue because it's a short throw. Yeah. Those intermediate throws just seem to be bothering him. And I wonder if, like you said, Tim, it's not much, as much an injury as it's just like a, like a hitch or a ping in that shoulder where something's just not right, and it's not hurting him enough to keep him out. Yeah. But something's just not right there. And, and again, you know, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but it is just a, it's a critical balancing act for Ohio State right now. You're not going to lose to Akron. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But you, but yeah. you can start to right this ship against Akron, mm-hmm. and and you I don't think you can do that. If you don't have a good passing attack, because you got to show that you're still able to do that and complement the run game. Are you saying beating a dead horse? Because you know, uh, me and my wife own three horses. Is that why sure. you're saying that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's another story. But bottom line, <laughs> I'm telling you, we talked about this. Uh, he, the, that day we were out there when the Big Ten Network was here and stuff. The things he was doing to stay loose and to you know kind of keep in there but not throwing reminded me of that hard knocks episode with Dallas this year when suddenly Dak Prescott got a little ping in his shoulder and what they they looked all throughout and everything's different everything can be totally different but they opted to rest him like you would a baseball pitcher because he could still throw but like right almost at right that moment of release he's probably getting a a sensation from his from his fingertip all the way to his shoulder you know you never know exactly what is but this seems to be affecting something like that because of the for one of another term, the wild high stuff he gets into early. But like you said, like anything else, once you get rolling, once you get the juices going in a game, the heat's up and stuff, uh, you you disregard that until about an hour later when you take the ice off and everything kind of goes back to a, oh my goodness, I forgot, you know? Uh, I don't want to do this. I can only raise it to here. You should be able to raise it to here, joke. Uh, <laughs> I think that may be kind of what he's dealing with. He can play with it. You prefer not to, but the season is on. And the reason that I ask the question that way to try and get some clarity is that there's no way in the world that Ryan Day or the training staff would put C.J. Stroud right. out on the field if he wasn't capable of playing. So when he says that, it's not like he's doing anybody is doing anything reckless. Right. But I do think that it is clear that it's impacting him in some way. Now, the one thing that Ryan Day has said in the last couple of weeks is that they have to do more to help him. Well, one thing that they can do is I don't know 
if the camera, Spencer's on this side of it, so I'm not sure if it's showing it, but it's a Tuesday afternoon, it's before practice, and Chris Olave is out here just with G. Scott, two guys on the jugs machine. Maybe we'll turn it, I don't know. Uh, or we can keep that a secret in the woodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, I think you can see. <laughs> but go ahead, though. You're but right. He, you know, Ohio State's wide receivers have dropped passes. Ohio State's offensive line has done a pretty good job in protection, but not a perfect job. This is again, none of this is to make excuses for what's happened. You know, the plays that Ohio State's offense has left on the field—they're not that consistent. But that is the difficult equation. He's—they—they they are confident that he is healthy enough to play. C.J. Stroud wants to play. He is making big time throws, and if if there's not, you know, a penalty calling back the deep shot to C.J. Stroud or to Chris Olave, yeah. the one that he does catch, yeah, we're having you know maybe a slightly different conversation. He's in the he's in the 250 yard range throwing the ball that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, no, you're exactly right. Plus, you know, for example, Saturday, Dewan Jones, they were playing against a really goofy defense. I mean, from the standpoint of the way that team came after him, three three five. There was a time when I thought Dewan Jones played extremely well, especially in the running game. But there was a time when he was in the game, Master Teague was in the game, and Tulsa spread out his defense. And one guy came here, one guy came here, the the left, the right guard, Paris Johnson, double teamed the guy with uh, Luke Whippler. Dewan Jones didn't get either guy. Yeah. One guy shot here, one guy shot there. Master Teague saw that Dewan didn't get this guy. There are all these things that yeah. complicate the picture of saying it's all on. C.J. Stroud and his shoulder, et cetera, you know, and he got sacked on that play. But, uh, but that's what's cool about football is it's not just one guy. But like you said, and also what's it, complicated about it? Exactly. When it, but but when you got a situation to where, you know, you kind of go, it, it might behoove him not to play a game at speed one week and see how that reacts. Would that's you, the question mark. Would exactly. you say there's a lot of weight on his shoulders in this offense too? Yeah, there's a weight, a lot of weight on any quarterback's shoulders, but especially. His shoulders. Yeah, we're we doing this again. I, I but, guess so. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I got. Yeah, I, I guess I just have to get used to it. He just <laughs> didn't go nuts with it though, like Berm would. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, you saw somebody help him out and, and uh, pick up the slack on Saturday, Travion Henderson. And you're, listen, like you're going to get that quite gosh. often. You're going to get that quite often from Travion Henderson. This kid is special, and and that. But that's also not to excuse, like you said, some of the things we do see from C.J. Stroud. There's some inconsistencies there. I think a lot of it has to do with the injury because we didn't see those inconsistencies in practice when he was healthy. We right. didn't see him miss on these throws. You know, we wouldn't report. But you're going he, against defenses that have game plan to get, you know, I mean, this is a total, no matter, iron sharpens iron is one thing, but you're you're going against defenses that have, like, game plan against you, trying to, trying to take things away from you that the previous defense did or didn't do a good job of. That's what you're dealing with, and that's why just throwing another guy in there, this week, you could throw another guy in there. I mean, I say that with all kinds of confidence in the fact of how they've developed their quarterbacks here. Right. But you you got a quarterback who's paid the price, like you're talking about, of seeing Tulsa do all kinds of weird stuff. You still ended up scoring what five touchdowns with your offense, right? Yeah, I mean, or whatever it was. Four touchdowns. Four, four, four touchdowns, touchdowns with your offense. I mean, and that's a that's that's you know that's invaluable. I know fans get mad when we give credit to to a team like Tulsa because they're not very good. Tulsa does really no. throw some weird defensive looks at you. I mean, like, it, they limit a lot of teams to fewer yards than they should because There's different, of the way they yeah. do this defense. But it, it, anyway, back to my original You're point. Right. The way C.J. Stroud misses, like, you don't see a lot of guys miss in games not practice high. You see guys miss because they're just inaccurate. Yeah, they just can't throw the football. Yeah. Some of his misses are just high. Yeah. And that's not an inaccuracy issue. 
That's not a an issue yeah. of not being able to throw the ball properly. That's an issue of an injury. Remember that catch yeah, Gary yeah. Wilson had on the sideline, and we both went, "Oh my God, that's an incompletion if it's not Gary Wilson." That's right. And and so they they will help. I, I think, but again, and this is not to argue with Spencer's point because I agree that it's the injury that's causing this. But I sat, I walked out into a hallway about two years ago with Justin Fields, and it, and the question was, when you miss, you miss high. What causes that? Yeah. Well, it's off platform. It's this, that, and that. It's not always injury. I think in this case it is. But Justin Fields was once a young quarterback. Right. Oh, sure. And, and we know what he became. I'm not going to say that the, the path has been the exact same, but they're also not playing the same caliber of opponents, and Justin Fields got to start from a healthy situation. Yeah. Again, I, I, none of this is to make excuses. Would but you, the situation you, is, yeah. is, as I said to you, Tim, it's complicated right now. Would you and like, I don't envy anyone who has to make the decision. Wouldn't you like to have the arm strength to be able to miss high right, on yeah. a, like a, a deep out, you know, well, like 45 yards across so that's the That's like field when time. Bryson misses, yeah. misses right I mean, that goes 360. That's why I'm telling you, you know, it's exactly, <laughs> exact, or, or Jake Ballard, although we w- did win a scramble, so we got that fixed. But uh, <laughs> what the bottom line is, uh, you know, it's, 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 that's why you kind of think it is a little bit of a sensation uh, touch kind of thing that he's dealing with from the standpoint of just that final little, yep. you know, what the, call, what the French call a certain, I don't know what you put on a football when you throw it. You know, yep. we all know what you what we're talking about there. And like Nolan Ryan, you know, he was a wild high the first three years of his career and then boom. Yeah. But that's, that's what you're seeing. I'm not saying this guy can throw. We've seen him throw every pass in every game yep. in some form or fashion. So arm strength is not, the, is not the situation at all. And then, you know, the, the other part of it is, even if you if he start healthy enough to play, Ohio State probably needs to be more aggressive, I think, about putting Kyle McCord and or Jack Miller in the game, however they see fit, because you know, you're building for the long haul and these three guys have still Jack Miller has not thrown a pass at the collegiate level. Kyle McCord has not stepped on the field. He's the presumptive backup, as we've talked about before. Yeah. Some form or fashion, you gotta see him on Saturday night, even if CJ Stroud does start. That's about all that I think we should continue to talk about on the quarterbacks today. We're going to be back with a practice report brought to you by Byers Auto on Wednesday night after a handful of the Buckeyes uh, talk to us, including probably a closer look at the defense and maybe how that pass rush can get corrected for Larry Johnson. <laughs> we'll dive into all that as this week goes on uh, with Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the latest practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. You can get all of our coverage on the Ohio State Buckeyes at lettermanrow.com. You can sign up right now for $10 for the entire year. It's a good deal. That seems like a pretty good deal. Three cents a day. Jump on board. That's way cheaper than a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Three cents a day. So do that. Take advantage of that. That's only two lattes out of your whole year. (laughs) And hang out uh, with us right here on Letterman Row. Uh, We'll be back here tomorrow night. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you then.